are now listening to Separate the Two. And, and go out here somewhere and find me an old Johnny girl. Uh, one minute. What the hell's an old Johnny girl? I think I've got an idea. Last night you were dreaming and I heard you say It's your boy, O King Johnny, O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny. Shout out to my co host, you and you deck. It's the Separate the Two podcast. Shout out to the you and you network and all the shows there. Three stars, two bars, Coda Sheen, a taste to consider, reservation for three, and unprocessed knowledge. Maybe you need space or some time. And I don't want to make you unhappy If you're not happy then you're free to Cause I don't want you staying around If I make you so This is Separate the Two Podcast. You can find us on all the podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Amazon, and you can even request us on your Alexa machine. It's the Separate the Two Podcast.
One of my favorite songs by Fantasia, Free Yourself. <clears throat> it's your boy O King Johnny, and it's a pleasure to be back before you all once again. Now, I'm going to give this disclaimer. I'm, I think I'm getting sick. So if my voice sounds funny, that's what's going on. But we're going to push through this because guess what? Sickness don't stop no show. It's been a while since I talked to you. I'm here solo dolo, and that's all good. I think the last time I talked to you guys, I was talking about um, I was leaving for uh, my trip to San Diego, which was um, which was was which was pretty good. I had a good time. Um, I was there almost a week, man, uh, uh, Monday through Thursday. And I um, I I left this side of the world like seriously tired, like exhausted, really, for real, for real. And flying to San Diego and getting on the West Coast and and getting hit with that time difference, man, caught up with me in a major way. Um, but I also learned something new about myself. I'm not as good as flying on planes anymore. Like, I, it's something about them seats, man. It just don't sit well with me anymore. I'm like, man, I, I might have to get to the point where... <laughs> have to stop paying for first class yo like it was it was seriously a struggle um both going and coming back and when i when i got back um coming in landing in the reagan man my eggs my ears clog i have never had my ears clog up so bad that yo like like my big ass like felt like i could shed a tear my ear my ears was hurting so bad and it was just piercing in my ears. And you talking about when my ears finally popped and the relief I got, man, was unbelievable. So with that being said, I am in no hurry to take a long flight anytime soon. Although I prefer to fly because, you know, when you're going somewhere, flying gets you there so much faster than, you know, driving or any other form of transportation. But, man, them seats are no fun. But got to San Diego and was tired and extremely hungry and um I, my first spot i went to a mexican restaurant i can't think of the name right now off the top of my head but it's owned by two mexican wrestlers and when i tell you this food was so so good i got a um uh surf and turf i think they call it burrito and man i i actually <laughs> i actually found myself thinking like man this might have been the best burrito i ever had in my life man that burrito was so good i talked about that burrito the whole time i was there it was amazing um but the, like i said the trip was great um got to got to do a little bit of hanging out around san diego um went down to the strip where they have all the restaurants and clubs and everything and that was cool um got to hang out around the docks and 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 you know around the water a little bit that was cool um the work trip was cool they, the work trip is always cool i got a um my my uh bosses and 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 just the the team of managers that we have under this contract are just just real dope people man it's like I don't think I've ever worked in an environment so with, with so many people that were like uh, sort of had the same style of management, like, you know, really, really uh, big on taking care of our folk and and, you know, just not, you know, just real laid back. Like not it's not real stressful or or you know, nobody's micromanaging you or stressing you in that way. So it's always dope to be with them, man. And um, we had a good time. Um I was blown away by the prices in Calif of gas in California. When I went to uh, 
fill up my rental car, man, I was like, I was blown away. I was like, get the gas prices out there almost seven dollars. It's like double uh, uh, what we pay here. And I was just thinking, like, man, how do they do it? I mean, it's 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 crazy. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was I was really shocked. I mean, you know, you hear about it and you see it on social media, but to actually be affected by it, I pulled up. I had a, a Camry Sport and 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 I pulled up to the um, pump with a half a tank, you know, uh, getting ready to fill it up to return it to the airport. And it still cost me $51 to fill, fill that car. You know, luckily, you know, I turn a receipt in and the company gives it back to me. But still, I was just thinking like, thinking of the people that live there, like a Camry will cost $100 to fill up on a regular day. I think that is insane. <laughs> but nevertheless, I had a good time. Um, and then the, the following week, um, coming back from San Diego, I had to do a lot of catching up on work and uh, things of that nature. And then last week, I decided, like I told my boss before we left, um, I took a week off where I just, it was a staycation of sorts. And I just tried to not do nothing. But I don't know what it is ever since I've been um, managing this contract, which uh, has been since uh, a week before we went into quarantine in 2020. Um Every time I take vacation, it's like something happens. It without fail. It either it's either something happens right before I leave and I'm like cramming, or something happens while I'm on vacation, or something happens towards the end of my vacation. It's like it never fails for the last um, what is it, three going on four years. It's been like that. And so um I don't I don't I don't know what that's about, but I'm hoping that next time I, I put in some time to take off that it'll be a lot more smooth and I'll be able to relax um, a little more. But anyway, um, you know, we just uh, celebrated Halloween. That was fun. Did uh, did the Halloween thing with the kids last week. Actually, um, they did a trunk. Uh, was it trunk or treat? I think they call it where the kids dress up in their costume and all that. We did that. So they got tons of candy and all that. It was it was at their school. And I, I sort of like those um, events because it it it's a great alternative to actually going out and doing a traditional trick-or-treating of knocking on doors because I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. And so um, that's always a cool thing. And then the night of Halloween, which was yesterday, um, I took them to uh, Chuck E. Cheese. So they got to dress up in costumes and we we did the Chuck E. Cheese thing. And I, I asked them, I said, you know, they, there's another spot out here called uh, Scary Strokes where it's like a like a Dave and Buster style thing, arcade type situation. So I asked them, um, you know, which one did y'all want to go to? Y'all want to go to Scary Strokes or go to Chuck E. Cheese? They chose Chuck E. Cheese. So that's what we did last night. That was fun. Um, all great things, man. So, yeah, we're here. Um, I don't know exactly um, how I want to do this, but I did have a thought um, recently, and um, the thought was um, social media, and it stemmed from the whole, uh, the, the thought started coming to me behind the whole situation with Will and Jada, and you know, of course, you know, Will and Jada's, you know, they do their thing where they, you know, uh, have this uh, this way of sort of putting their business out there, and a lot of people, you know, has have had stuff to say in regards to Jaden. And we all tired of Jada. We're all saying like, "Yo, um, <laughs> you know, we don't we don't need to know everything. Like, enough is enough, right?" And so, but I always find it interesting because social media is one of those things where I feel like. Um, 
we overshare, you know, as a society, we overshare on there. And it's funny to me how people have such strong opinions about, you know, what Jada's, what Jada and Will, you know, do. And I'm like, but is it, it's not that much different than what everybody does. I, I feel like everybody um, overshares on social media. And I even had a time, I think, of my own. You know, there was a time where I probably overshared. Like, that's that's the it's like that's the thing to do and i made a post um the other day and i was in the post um i said that social media is not social and i think we dropped the ball on that i think we've missed um what social media was supposed to be about and it's become very um it's like just people project and and it's it's become more of a of a show than than it is social you know i don't feel like people are very social at all and so when my thoughts going down that road my thoughts just expanded more and more in regards to social media and how you know there's some good in social media but i feel like these days i feel like social media is more bad than it is good and and what i mean by that is just the effect that it has on people I'm, I'm one of those people that a lot of people reach out to me and talk to me about certain things, ask me for advice, you know, things of that nature. Even my even my kid's mom um, lately has been asking me, you know, advice, dating advice and stuff like that. Or just not I shouldn't say advice, but sort of like my opinion or or my male perspective on things. And I find it interesting of how many people are being uh uh what's the word being um um persuaded or how much merit people put on the things that they are seeing on social media and i find myself a lot of times saying to people like yo you need to you need to cut back on the social media because every because i talk to people especially when you when you talk about um relationship talk and stuff like that i hear so much of the stuff repeated from what I hear on social media that, you know, I, you know, I say on this show all the time, like there are certain things or certain situations. Mo- I shouldn't say certain most situations to me are person to person based. Like, I don't think, I think we got to get out of this mode of, of one size fit all. We think that we give up we give our opinion on something or, or, or we talk about our feelings based on our experiences good or bad when it comes to whatever right we 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 give that but it's 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 a it's a it's a quick um projection or a quick flash of what we've personally gone through but my journey my ups and downs my challenges they affect me differently and they are different than what somebody else does so these this notion that that these relationship gurus, right, can, you know, give us all the answers that we need to navigate relation, I think it's kind of getting out of hand, you know. And the other thing is, I'm 43 years old and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know how much um I don't know how much I could listen to of a of a relationship guru that's still in their twenties. Like you know, there's still a lot of things to experience, you know what I mean? And, 
Yes, valid points are made, but I think to try to govern govern yourself and govern how you move based on stuff that you see on social media, I think is 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 not smart. I think you have to live and, and experience things and come to your own conclusions. You know what I mean? No relationship is going to look the same. No situation is going to look the same. There are nuances and things, you know, different things that that lean any situation one way or another. And so. You know, I thought about that. I thought about how um, a lot of a lot of people are are affected by social media, whether they admit it or not. And when I say affected, I mean, it's causing people anxiety. It's causing people depression because people spend so much time comparing themselves to what they see on social media. And it's like nobody shows they're bad or they're down you know most people only show the the highlights the good things that are happening in in their lives and if you're trying to compare your day-to-day and looking at somebody's highlights and thinking somebody highlights is their everyday life you're setting yourself up for failure because it's just not true it just does not work like that and more and more i find myself you know um like i said social media is not social you know i really came there for the social part like that's the part i do enjoy and so it's gotten to a point where i'm like i kind of fall back on it i'm sort of like the guy sitting in the corner just you know observing and watching everybody at the party so like social media is the party and i just sit in the corner and i just and i find myself laughing at a lot of stuff because some stuff is just so ridiculous that you can't even really say nothing to it you just laugh at it you know what i mean and i I see how it affects it's affecting now politics and affecting you know uh uh, people's relationships and affecting people's parenting and it is it's affecting kids psyche causing kids anxiety they have bullying on social media and and you know um uh, you don't know what to believe because stories and lies are being told on social. It's like all these, and the social media is like this bubble and this glaring example or or glaring um, movie scene of what the world is like now. It's, I mean, even now when you look at the politicians and how the politicians act, it's like the politicians act like children. They act like you know the nonsense and the craziness that we see on social media or on tv shows like uh loving hip-hop and and you know basketball wives and the real housewives everybody's bickering and fighting and you know uh back and forth everybody got opinion everybody knows better than the other person and i just feel like yo it's gotten out of hand like where where did you know, you can have an opinion and I have an opinion and we find a middle ground on on a thing. You, It's it's like that's gone away. You know, if you don't go exactly with how I feel and how I think, then somehow you're my enemy and vice versa. And it's like it's caused such a uh, uh, it's, it's a lot of noise. I feel like it's just a lot of noise. And sometimes it could be challenging to battle through the noise. And so, like I said, I found myself telling a lot of people like, yo, it's time to lay off social media. Like you got to fall back and fall back into reality and get attached to your world and the world around you. Because if you don't do that, you're going to be constantly chasing this imaginary thing. It's imaginary, you know? Um, And so, 
I was, you know, my my mind, I automatically go to, you know, me personally. Like, how how do I see social media good or bad for me or how does it affect me? One of the things that I fell back on because I noticed that and and me and um, G Deck, we talked about this on the show before on how you see all these bad things going on and you get whatever feelings you get from 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 it. And your mind starts taking you on a trip of you feeling like this is reality, like this is the world around me, like this, all the violence and the, and the nonsense is, is, you know, what's happening around me. But when you stop and you really think about it and look at your life, you don't face any of those things for real. And so you find yourself having this this, this anxiety or this depression or this, you know, stress about things that aren't even happening to you. I tell a story all the time about my kids, mom. I never forget. I don't know what happened. One night she was on the computer and she found on YouTube where you can watch um, like cameras around the city. So like, you know, everywhere nowadays, there are cameras everywhere. And she was watching footage. Uh, they were showing like footage uh, crimes, I should say. That have happened around the city via these cameras that are around the city. And it was like she went down a rabbit hole. She was watching these videos, watching these videos. And she did this all night long. And then I remember the next day we, you know, we was talking and she bought it up. She was like, you know, I, I started watching these videos. And the next thing you know, I was going down a rabbit hole, like watching all these videos. And she found herself feeling uh, afraid to go certain places and go to the gas station and dude. And I'm like, and I told her, I said, you don't do that to yourself. Like don't put yourself in a position where you're letting, you're letting looking at these videos become a reality for you when it's not. And I'm, and I never forget. I remember I said, so I said, when you think about it, most crimes uh, that are done um, against other people, they're usually not random. There's not a lot of randomness to crimes, right? So when you when you usually hear about bad things happen to people, you know what I'm saying? It's usually some type of relation uh, uh, relation between the two people. Now, the reason for the violence or the or the bad thing that happens could be a stupid reason. Case in point, we had the guy um, just recently who. Uh, approached his his neighbors um, in an apartment building in New York um, based on a noise complaint. And them getting into an argument and a back and forth about his complaining of the noise, he ends up shooting and killing a husband and wife that he was in an argument with. And then I read today that this same guy, when the police came to arrest him, the police, he ended up, I don't know exactly what the situation was, but it ended with him being killed by the police. And so I sit back and you think about that. Think about that. But from a noise complaint, three lives are lost. Three lives are lost. And, it, and, and, and the thing that goes on in my head, I'm thinking like, yo, what, what, it's not, the, it can't be the noise that has made you so upset that you will kill two people, right? That is a pile on of a lot of different things, right? And so 
going back to my original point, that situation is dumb and as dumb as it was, it wasn't random. It was a targeted situation. And most situations are targeted situations. So you got to be careful of getting yourself in a mindset of, you know, uh, what you see on social media or what you see watching uh, uh, crime videos from around the city. You know what I'm saying? Based on um, cameras that are put around the city. You can't make that personal in a part of your life because those things that you watch it may not ever happen to you, you know, but now you're walking around in fear and you scared to do things because you, your brain has told yourself that you are surrounded by danger, you know, which you are not saying that be oblivious and don't be uh, observant and aware of what's going on around you, but it's not your immediate situation. It's not affecting you directly. And I think it's important for us to think on things that are good. Think on things that are positive. Think on things that are strong report of strong report because our minds, our minds are powerful and you got to be careful because you can manifest good and bad things in your life and around your life. You know what I mean? And so we just got to we got to really, 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 really be careful. Um, um, I, I find myself um, steering away from the negative. You know, I understand like the the war and all that is going on and i see all these different um tragic situations some i can't avoid because sometimes you'll come across something and you'll be looking at it and you don't know that that the situation is about to go left you're just looking at the video and the next thing you know you just done seen somebody get murdered and you're like yo i didn't want to see that today you know what i'm saying but Sometimes, you know, sometimes because sometimes you'll come across these videos and it don't you don't get the warning. Right. And so you see that. But but if I can, like like directly, I try to avoid certain things. I remember um, I forget who it was, but somebody sent me um, a video of some children. Like I think it was from the from the war that's going on and some, you know, some children had got in, injured. And I simply asked. Him, I was like, look. You know, no, I, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be nasty or anything, but please don't send me that stuff. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't want that on my on. I don't want that on my psyche. It is not that I'm being insensitive. It's just certain things I don't want to participate in. I no more. You know, I've seen enough killing because I feel like we've gotten to the point as a society that seeing people die and get killed we're unfazed by that it's not even it's become a norm and and that's alarming to me that i think that is a bad thing i don't think that's healthy i don't think that's a good thing and so there are certain things that i just try to stay clear of steer away from and i suggest to people all the time like you should do it too you know, at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. But I just think it's in in all of our best interests to stay away from them things that are negative and that can cause us um, stress and anxiety. Life is too short and it's like we should spend we should make a conscious effort to spend more time loving, living and enjoying life. 
we got to start letting go of pettiness, things that don't serve us in a positive way. Stop dwelling on things that you have no control over, that you can't change and just seek peace and happiness. And peace does not mean that nothing is ever going to happen. Right. Peace is being prepared for things to happen by keeping um, a positive mindset, keeping ourselves in a good place so that when trouble and and things come our way, we do a better job in handling it. I said to somebody the other night, I said, we always we always find ourselves in situations that we feel like, oh, man, you know, this is this is tough. This is hard. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. And every time we get through it, every time, some way, somehow, it works itself out. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's financial. I don't care if it's a, 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 a breakup in a relationship. I don't care if it's a, a fight with your parents. You know, you lose your job. You know, uh, you lose a loved one. You, We always get through it. We always come out on the other side of it. And I think if we embrace that, if we embrace knowing that no matter what it is, You know, life is about ups and downs. Life is about life is about good times and bad times there. It's going to happen. And when we when we uh, 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 stress ourselves out and worry about all the time, the bad stuff, we got to start embracing it and saying it's going to happen. We don't always know when we don't know exactly where, but it's going to happen. And when that time comes, you say, okay, here it is. You know, we've been preparing for this. We've been preparing for this. So we're not going to let this thing overtake us. And I think if more of us start carrying that type of mindset and more of us start putting effort into just being good, right? No matter how bad it is, you can still find the good in any and everything and lean towards that good and build on that good until you're out of the hole that you're in. Life is too short. Life is too short to be unhappy. Life is too short to be miserable. It's too short. Gravitate to the people that gravitate gravitate to you. Love on the people that love you and keep pushing forward. I don't know where this is coming from, but that's my message. But I did come across a clip and I want to play it for you. If you're black, you're white, you're gay, you're straight, you're rich, you're poor, it doesn't fucking matter. Everybody's headed in the same direction. We're all going to die. And that's not morbid. I don't look at it as morbid. I look at that as real. Like, literally, before I, before I came in here, I, I, I did this Facebook post where I was like, dude, if, if, if you knew that you weren't going to make it home for dinner tonight, I just literally did this Facebook post two hours ago. If you knew you weren't going to make it home to dinner tonight, what would you now do? Who would you call? Who would you text? Where would you go? Go do that shit. Because here's the crazy thing, bro. Like, there are people that aren't going to make it home to dinner tonight. And that's not, oh, you know what? We'll do that next year. We'll take that trip later. We'll do, but, and I'm not talking about being reckless. I'm not talking about dudes cashing everything out and being fiscally irresponsible. What I'm talking about is really understanding that this game is way fucking different than we've been programmed to believe it is. Like, we, we literally have been programmed to, to, to work until we're 65 and then we can relax and then we can enjoy. You're fucking dead. 
You're dead then. Your body doesn't work anymore. You're not going to want to learn anything new. Your kids are old. They don't give a shit about you. I have this uh, podcast that I've been listening to, and it's a a minimalist, minimalist, minimalist (laughs) podcast. And um, so I I, I got a secret to tell y'all. I kind of want to become a a minimalist. Like, I I like their philosophy in there and in the way that they um, go about and deal with things. And um, the first thing that came to mind as I was listening to it is like, yo, I agree with them. I got a bunch of junk that I probably don't need and and need to get rid of and start um you know sort of downsizing all the stuff that i've accumulated over the years because i'm one of those people i don't like a bunch of unnecessary stuff around me um people that people that have known me for years and have helped me move um they will all tell you like one thing I do when I move is I'll, I would literally give everything away. I would give all my stuff away because it's like I don't want to move it. I don't want to move it. Like I, I don't have a problem with parting with things. It's just taking the time to do it. Like, you know, it's one of those things like out of sight, out of mind. Like I'm not thinking about it. So I don't make any uh, special effort most times to get rid of things. But now you know i want to do that like i want to really focus on getting rid of things that i don't use anymore or that i don't really need going through my clothes and getting rid of stuff that i don't fit no more or i know i'm not going to ever wear again and just just sort of clean cleaning up the things around me that are unnecessary but the the great thing about the conversation that they were having was um we need we have to do that also with things and people around us in our life and many of us uh we have this we have this need to hold on to things that we don't really need we 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 feel we have to hold on to things that don't really serve us anymore and as I was listening to him talk about I was like yo that is so true we we stress and worry about losing people and a lot of times the the and when I say losing, I'm not, I'm not saying losing them in death, but I'm saying losing them like, you know, oh, we're not friends anymore. Oh, we're not tight anymore or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, people grow apart. And I think we get so, so uh, attached to people that we cause ourselves un- unnecessary stress and, and anxiety holding on trying to hold on to people that don't want to be held on to trying to make amends with people that don't want to make amends and sometimes it's okay to just let folk go let things drift away let things take its course because at the end of the day if somebody leaves or walks away from you or, or you know, uh, uh, exits your life, it's not the end of the world. What did we just talk about? We just talked about that every time we've gotten in the situation, somehow we come out on the other end. And I think the same thing applies to dealing with people. It's okay if it don't work out. It's okay if things aren't going the way you wanted to go. It's okay if that person does not want to be bothered with you. Let it go. 
and and be okay and be happy in that because sometimes situations have to end for whatever reason maybe that person was around for a season in your life and you're in a different season now you know or that person served a purpose in your life at one point and that purpose is not there no more you know um somebody has said to me that i was a rescuer right and it knocked my socks off because i was like a rescuer you know what does that mean and they were saying that <clears throat> I was a person that, you know, you can sort of count on that, you, that you know, a person that will be there for you when you down and out. Like, you know, you know, you stuck on the side of the road and you call me and I'm going to be the one, you know, to show up for you, you know. And <clears throat> when they said that, you know, they wasn't saying it to um, to make me feel some type of way or saying it in a negative way. They were saying it to me in a positive way. They was like, you're a rescuer, like you a person to count on. But I know there's a yin and a yang to everything, right? So when they hit me with that, I was like, man, I need to look into that. I need to research that. And when I went and looked into it and researched it, I was blown away. Because res a rescuer or, or, or what is defined as a person that's a rescuer fits me to a T. <laughs> so I started saying, okay, there's gotta be a negative this has gotta be a negative side to this, you know, because you know, everything has a yin and a yang. So I, I understand what's the good in this, but there's there's gotta be something to this. And I found out what it was. And so <clears throat> it was saying that pe people that are rescuers, right? They find themselves in these situations where um, they they thrive on or get high on being needed. Right. So a rescue likes to feel needed. Right. And when they're not needed anymore, they can find themselves feeling down, feeling like they have no purpose in someone's life. You know what I mean? Because. Because at, at the time of rescuing, they had a need for you. And then when you rescued them, you fixed that situation. And now they don't have a need for you. And it's not that they don't they don't need you as a person or need you in, in their life. But that particular thing, you know, there's nothing for you to do anymore. You fixed it. And so if you're not careful, if us rescuers are not careful, we will find ourselves feeling un, unneeded, unwanted. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it could cause us uh, depression and and a lot of different things. And it blew my mind because I've been in relationships where I felt like that, where I where I came in because they, you know, I felt like there was a need for me. They they needed me in one way or another. And when when that thing was fulfilled, I felt I felt not needed anymore. You know what I mean? And. The other thing with that, with being a rescue is like you, you, you'll find yourself uh, 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 attaching yourself to people because they have a need. And because you and because I have a need to rescue somebody, I find myself attaching myself to people that I shouldn't necessarily be attaching myself to, because even though I'm attaching myself to them because they have a need. Right. That all the time. People are not asking you for your help. 
Let me say that again. Sometimes people are not asking you for your help, but being a rescuer, you will insert yourself into situations because you see where you can be of some help. Right. And now you can cause you can cause an issue or friction with somebody because you're trying to help somebody that don't want to be helped. Hey, I'm preaching more than you're saying. Amen. <laughs> Somebody said that to me and I was like, yo, that is so churchy and so funny. I am preaching more than you saying. Amen. But but we as as rescuers, right, we have to be careful. We have to be careful because all the time somebody don't somebody may not need your help. Right. And so. Even when people come to me sometimes, right, I find myself now trying to not always um, give an opinion or give some advice unless they ask me for it. Because sometimes people will talk to you and they just want you to be a listening ear. They're not necessarily asking you to fix it. Right. But in, but what can be uh, uh, stressful and frustrating to me is that I'm hearing you and I'm seeing how you could fix this, how you could make this better, how you could do something different. But I got to keep that to myself because you didn't ask for my help. And I'm one of them type people also that I don't like to see people struggle through something. So if it's if, if, if it's something that that I think, you know, I can help you in, you know, I, I'm the type of person I would even sacrifice myself or sacrifice things that that you know i may need for myself and and give that up to help somebody else right and i i heard uh 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 yana van zant i think that's how you say her name she said the saying is my cup runneth over and what that means is that when my cup runneth over is when I'm able to help somebody else. When I have more than what I need, right? I take that extra and I and 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 I use that to help somebody else. But if your cup is not running over, you're not in a position to help somebody else. And there's been times where I found myself in situations where I'm trying to help people and my cup is not running running over. And so me, me being who I am and willing to help and put myself out there for other people, I'm helping them, but in them helping them and me helping them, it is hurting me. Ain't that some deep stuff? And so as I start digging deep and deep into this rescue thing, I'm like, man, I need to stop trying to rescue people because it, it can be. A hindrance for me and I I see I can sit back and see different areas and different times in my life where I have taken this approach and and take and in taking that approach it has been a hindrance to me it has been it has created an issue for me right and so it's always amazing to me to learn things about myself and and you know, to use those things to grow, because like I said before on the last show that I did by myself is that um, um, other people may not view you or see you how you see yourself. So I love when people give me little things like that, because I take those things and I dig into those things and I see how those things apply to me and how I can, 
you know, use or not use or make adjustments in in things that other people observe or, or feel about me. I always get a kick out of that. And I tell people all the time, like, you know, I'm one of those people. I feel like if 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 we cool, you know, um, we could talk about anything like I'm not I'm not judgmental. Um, you know, I I. I feel like I've had a lot of life experiences where I can relate to a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And I think that's why people um, do like talking to me and reaching out to me, because I do have a, a ability to give um, unbiased opinions. And I do have the ability to take my emotions and and my uh, personal whatever out of situations because it, it always trips people out when I tell them that my kid's mom talks to you know talks to me and asks me my opinion or advice about dating and guys and da, da, da. a lot of people be like really like y'all do that and I'm like yeah because you know I'm able to separate the two no pun intended I I can you know yes you the mother of my children but you you got a life. You go you're gonna go on, you're gonna meet other people, you're gonna do other things. And it's it's uh it's good and healthy for me not to um uh 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 inject my my personal uh whatever into your situation. So I could talk to you, I could talk to her and and give her advice or talk to her about whatever she wants to talk about without interjecting my personal feelings about a thing. You know what I mean? And I think that takes a certain level of maturity and a certain level of skill to be able to pull that off. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, um, and shout out to my kids, mom, because we have a great, uh, um, an amazing co-parenting situation where, um, my kids, I don't even really think that my kids really feel the effect of the breakup because we, the way we co-parent and the way we move back and forth with our kids, it's like they, they never really not on, you know, they, they're never really not with one of us. Right. So, you know, I think the, I think the way we've crafted our situation is, is really, really, um, awesome and and unique and even when you know when i talk to other people about our arrange you know how our stuff is arranged they're always amazed and shocked like oh my god like i wish i wish you know i was able to do that so i'm very happy and proud that we were able to split yet keep a very um uh positive a very uh I don't know, you know, positive, a very smooth transition for our kids. You know what I mean? And so, um, whatever, enough about that. But, um, yeah, I think that's all I got for you guys. Um, um, I'm probably going to be doing a lot more, uh, shows like this. So, you know, you guys stay tuned and, and, uh, look forward to that. And like always, um, 
any any suggestions or any any things that you guys want to throw at me or want me to uh, talk about or, or, you know, or break down or give my opinion on or whatever. I'm always open to that. Shout out to my Instagram folks. I love y'all, man. Y'all keep me going. Y'all send me tons and tons of posts. And I promise I'm going to get to some. Of them. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't be want to talk about some of that stuff. But I promise I'm going to get to some of them. And um, yeah, make sure you uh subscribe and download that's how we get our numbers um you can find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, uh uh spotify uh amazon and you can request us on uh your alexa machine and i think we also um uh, yes we're on iHeartRadio and some other platforms just just you know just google us make sure you check the instagram page separate underscore the underscore two you can find me at O-H underscore K-I-N-G underscore Johnny on Instagram. And um, yeah, man, I appreciate y'all. And um, that's all I got for you. Uh, until next time. Until next time. And we meet again. Don't love me no more. Maybe you need space or some time. Your attitude is unpredictable. If I make you so miserable, woman, then don't talk to me. Woman, then don't talk to me. Go ahead and free yourself. Go ahead and free yourself. Woman, then don't talk to me. Woman, then don't talk to me. Go ahead to someone else. Hey, baby. Baby, don't you know that I'm trying? Be a man